You're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, which is all about beauty without the BS. If you're interested in how the worlds of beauty and wellness are intertwined, or you're obsessed with daily rituals of skincare and self-care, or you just want to know the latest when it comes to new beauty, this is for you. I'm your host, Sharice Kenyon. Hi there. This week's episode is the first in a new series called Meet the Founder. I've mentioned before that I really wanted to find a way to bring in more brand founder stories without it coming across as sponsored content or the brand coming through with their own agenda. So... I've created this new series, Meet the Founder. Initially, it takes place via an Instagram Live. It's a really informal chat. And my first guest this week was Loon Martins, founder of the award-winning vegan-friendly skincare brand, Monday Muse. By creating this series, I hope to find out exactly why my guests started their business. And of course, find out more about the real challenges they faced. Just a heads up, we definitely had some teething problems with this first episode. So throughout, you might notice that I've actually re-recorded some of my questions as occasionally we had this really bad echo. However, Loon's answers are so valuable. I just really wanted to make sure I offered this as an audio episode. And you can be sure we're going to iron out those issues for next time. If you'd like to see the chat in full, head over to my IGTV at Beauty Me Podcast and let me know what you think. So my first question for Loon was, tell me about your why. What made her launch a skincare brand? For me, starting Monday Muse um, was really goes back to my own skin journey. And um, I have dealt with a lot of skin problems all throughout my life as a child, as a teenager, as an adult. Um, and, um, yeah, that was really the foundation to, to an inspiration to start my own brand. Um, I really wanted to create something that would be, you know, beautiful, but uncomplicated and a a space for people with more temperamental, not so well behaved skin, as I like to say. Um, and you know, be there for the people because I know how hard it can be mentally. And skin issues always tend to be very stubborn or, you know, they're dormant, like eczema. It just comes back and it flares up. So oftentimes we deal with it lifelong. And, um, yeah, I really wanted to create a line dedicated to, to, to those people and hopefully help them a little bit, um, you know, along their skin journey. Next up, I wanted to know more about the challenges Loon faced personally when it came to her skin and ultimately why that inspired her to start Monday Muse. Ever since I was a child, I visited the dermatologist's office constantly. Um, Had a lot of eczema, weird unexplained conditions on my skin that my dermatologist even couldn't find a solution for. Uh, sometimes and um, yeah you know went through the whole like teenage acne phase thought I you know I, I had a handle on it and it was my skin was clear you know when I was 18 19 it was all fine I never even thought twice about my skin anymore and then it just boom it came back as an adult uh, when I turned 21 and I think that was 
mentally so much more difficult because as a teenager, you're just, you know, it's kind of expected. You see a lot of people around you that are dealing with, you know, blemishes or problems uh, with their skin. And you, you know, you're taught, like, you think that it's going to be over uh, by the time you're an adult. And when it comes back, it's, uh, it's a little <laughs> devastating. And it took me a good three and a half years to find my way out just because um, a lot of things didn't really work for me. I tried antibiotics, you know, prescription uh, creams that were often too harsh. The antibiotics would work, but then it would come back. Um, so you kind of fall into this cycle of trial and error, trial and error. And eventually I, you know, look looked at my life almost as a with a 360 approach and um, you know started to pay attention to my diet maybe some you know supplementation maybe I wasn't you know was lacking certain vitamins minerals and um, yeah eventually I was a combination of I think internal and external factors so you need the good skincare you know something that works for your skin something that isn't going to trip the skin like I did a lot of over exfoliation over cleansing because <laughs> uh, you just want to burn the acne away right yeah. um, but that that doesn't work trust me uh, and then for me I you know noticed that I started to have a lot of digestive issues and I've always had digestive issues but I never linked it to my skin um, but taking a very good probiotic supplement when I saw a dietitian um, also really helped so, um, yeah, it was a really a combination of, of testing and trying um, a lot of different things that eventually uh, kind of got me to a place of, okay, I have a good understanding of where, you know, what works for my skin and how can I help other people. I really understood where Loon was coming from when she shared how her skin issues from an early age affected her as I had often felt the same. That's something I've said many times on this podcast. But still, it's not as though I ever thought to start my own brand. So I really wanted to try once more to get to the heart of Loon's why. I think as a person generally, I always quite like, um, you know, the idea of having maybe my own business. Um, my dad has his own business, so maybe you kind of grew up in that environment. So I think that for sure played a role. Um, and then also, um, I got a diploma in skincare formulating and I did a lot of research, uh, in the beauty industry, you know, how to bring a product to market and really took my time. Uh, and so all these things started to fall into place and I thought, you know what? I, I think I can, I can create something for people with, you know, more reactive, delicate skin uh, that's not, you know, going to minimize the risk of irritation and, um, and, and hopefully, you know, bring some, some, some joy using it and see the results and feel a bit of relief. And, and because, you know, when you, your skin is glowing and radiant, you feel automatically better about yourself. So uh, it's really important yeah, for your mental health. And um, yeah, so I thought, yeah, you know, I ho hopefully I can help someone else. I'm sure you will, just because even you've clearly created a beautiful product. I'm just only just now getting to try it because as I spoke to you 
before I don't like to use anything until I've photographed it thoroughly. But um, I just wanted to ask you, so you had this idea. Um, tell me about what was the first hurdle you came up against? Was it the pandemic itself or something else? Oh my gosh, no, so many hurdles. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I came out of university I have a bachelor's and a master's degree and like that's why I started the uh, brand in London as well because I uh, studied here and so I, it's not like I had years of you know working experience working for a beauty brand um, and um, so it definitely brought a lot of hurdles with it um, along the way I think the biggest shock for me in the beginning was the minimum orders the minimum order quantities, the MOQs, as they say. <laughs> um, that was really when you when you start something new, you have a vision, and you know, bring that to life. You know, and the visual identity you can create. But uh, you know, if a, a, a supplier says you need to order ten thousand bottles of this, okay, uh, you know, it it stops right there. So you move <laughs> on to the next supplier and the next supplier and the next supplier. <laughs> So you hope uh, that eventually you can, um, you know, find someone who can do it for a lot less. But that was uh, in the in the beginning was uh, a, a big hurdle because you know when you start small, you don't have the resources. Products expire, so you need to be really careful um, about like where you invest, where you don't invest. Um, but yeah, it's it's again a bit trial and error and. Um, I think if you can adapt quickly and you'll land on your feet, but um, yeah, lots of, lots of hurdles. Did you have somebody helping you out in any of these areas or was it all you? No. no. Why? <laughs> uh, I wish I had, like, I wish I could like, even, you know, I, I found some consultant agencies, but it's unaffordable. You can't afford that. Yeah. Um, so I obviously, um, had my dad uh, to ask, you know, a lot of questions, but he works in fashion, so it's a little bit of a different industry. Um, and um, yeah, it just, I took a good six months just purely research right. and figuring out because when you see a product on the shelf, you just think it's all made under <laughs> one roof. But it's really not. You need to find the bottle supplier from one place, you know, and you need to find the manufacturer who's going to fill the product. You need to, the box that it comes in uh, comes from someone else. So you all need to manage the logistics. And it, it's, um, that was a, a, still to this day, I find that very tricky to navigate. Like when do you, you know, because the lead times, it takes a bit of time to um, produce the product. So how do you how do you manage that? And I still haven't really figured it out. But every day <laughs> you just kind of go with it, and some days are good and everything works, and then other days just goes wrong. And yeah, you uh, you just roll with it, I suppose. Earlier on, you mentioned how you know your skin can affect your mental health. But tell me how starting a business like tell me when you had a bad day. Like give me. <laughs> a tough day in the life of a beauty brand owner yeah um I, I think it really it really goes with ups and downs um and 
I think also people think, oh, starting your own thing, you know, you can sleep in and you can set your own time. But it's like, no, you have sleepless nights because everything goes wrong or, you you know, you're, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, and and um, you constantly think about your business, whether it's a Saturday, Sunday or a Tuesday, it, it doesn't stop. Um, one day that it really was like, oh was when we had the second product launch of uh, our second product, the juice, which was recently. And um, everything was in place, you know, all the logistics and the bottles arrived. And they said there are like hundreds of bottles that broke or that couldn't be used. Yeah, hundreds of bottles. Uh, And so on the day they were supposed to fill everything, they said, sorry, we can only fill this much. The rest is we cannot use it because, of course, it's a safety hazard when there's like, you know, glass involved yeah. uh, and a glass shard, you know, drops by accident into another bottle. So they, they cannot use the whole box, even though only maybe one or two bottles are broken. It affects the whole lot. So uh, that was like, oh, no. But luckily we had enough to launch and, we right. you know, we, we're now solving the problem. And thank God the manufacturer, you know, they, this happens all the time. For me, it was the first time. So I thought, oh, (laughs) God, you know, how can this happen? But this is apparently normal. And they're like, no worries. We'll we'll figure it out. So I think it's also important to find good people, you know, the the people that help you. I don't have full-time people working with me, but freelancers. And um, I think, yeah, trying to find um, the right people for your brand is, is very important. Next up, I asked Loon about the timeline from her initial idea to the first product being in her hands. So if I have to really go back, back, back to the first, you know, initial little thought uh, and, you know, the smallest seed I had in my brain um, about starting something uh, was probably January, February 2019. Okay. And, you know, you it takes the first a, a while before you can even you know find the the strength or courage or confidence to say okay I'm actually gonna try to pursue this mm-hmm. and um, yeah so it, it it that was the first beginning and then I launched in November 2020 so wow. it took you know a, a good year and a half and like I said the first you know six months if not more, you just are trying to navigate a whole new industry. And so nothing really happens. And you're trying to find people uh, that, you know, are willing to help or, you know, uh, work with you. And, um, yeah, then we launched. It, it was not that I wanted to launch during a pandemic. It was just that the product was there and you just have to, you just just had to, do, to it. do it. Next up, I asked Loon, how nerve-wracking was it to launch a beauty business during a pandemic? Yeah, I think, well, by that time, you know, when you're working on a project any or anything for, you know, a year plus, year and a half, you are just excited to, to get it out. So um, I think the excitement of launching and the idea of, you know, having a product out there um, was like more important or overshadowing, obviously, the negative side of being in lockdown and during COVID. Um, it brought a lot of um, issues with it in terms of, you know, lead time, 
yeah. uh, being delayed. I, I, I thought I was going to launch the Nectar end of August, beginning of September, and it turned out to be, you know, beginning of November. So right. um, everything gets pushed back. Um, so that that was really tricky. And, of course, also the, the kind of doom and gloom of it all. Um, you know, you're like, oh, are people really waiting for a beauty brand? <laughs> Um, but on the other hand, you, of course, people were on their phone. You were able to grab their attention, capture their attention, maybe for a little bit longer. Uh, even stores that were closed, you know, kind of drove everyone online. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even though you, you know, I, I'm so happy the stores are open again. But in that moment, I think it must have also maybe helped a little bit because I'm just um, direct to consumer. For yeah. yeah, I think. Obviously, platforms like Instagram definitely help you get your message out there. And like you say, so many of the big brands, it's like, I think it's a matter of survival. You have to learn to pivot. You mentioned earlier, to start a business, you need to be adaptable. So I think for you as a business, it could be the most crucial time for you to start. So hopefully, you're just going to find things so easy as time goes on. Um, hopefully, yeah. Tell me the thing in your short, you know, it's a it's a really young business, but what's the thing that you're most proud of so far with Monday Muse? Um, you know, I think ultimately it's the customer feedback and when you get a before and after picture from someone and see the transformation, it is so impactful, especially because I can relate very often to, you know, how you feel. Um, again, the mental burden that's really um, weighs very heavy. Uh, so, yeah, when when and that's why I'm very proud of the, all the uh, like positive feedback and reviews. When you go to the website, you know there's really people that leave very long, lengthy stories of how this has helped their skin, and um, that is always like the highlight of my day if I get a notification like that. Um, so, um, I think that, yeah, that's, that's what you have to be most proud of, you know, that your product is doing what it's supposed to do and what you intended it for it to be. Um, and of course, okay. The awards, the press features, <laughs> like that's obviously, uh, that's like a, a stroke to the ego almost <laughs> because you're like, Ooh, I'm in this, you know, magazine, I won this thing. Mm. And it also validates it in, especially in the beginning, it helps validates your, concept because you haven't proven anything yet um so um yeah i think ultimately it's the the customers and the the transformation that the products have on their skin that i'm most proud of when did you start getting like that positive feedback because like you said it, for a long time you spent months working on it then you launch it and there's no guarantee nobody can guarantee that anyone's gonna love your products but it's like this thing that you believe in. When did it start to come through to you? Like, yeah, people get it. They, they'd like it. Yeah, I think pretty, I would say pretty early on. So I launched in November and I think uh, November was, you know, very scary. December was more like Christmas time. So it was a bit slow. And then I think January was really when, uh, people started to reorder right. and um, there's even there's one customer and she's like on her fifth bottle yeah I've um, seen people love to reorder it 
<laughs> and and so I was like, okay. And so when you see people repurchasing, you think, okay, that's real proof yeah. that they like the product. Um, so so pretty quickly, and then we got an award in February, uh, the first one. So yeah, pretty. I, I guess quite quite soon. Now I think that you you still continuously need to convince people or to you know earn their trust, especially with skincare. It's so unique to your your skin, and um, I know the disappointment of you know trying so many products and nothing working, the frustration of it. So um, yeah, I think it 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 makes beauty in general a bit more of a tricky industry because if you know if this shirt looks good on the model i'm very i'm inclined to get it but if you know something a a skincare works for my friend i'm not sure if it's going to work for me yeah it's all Um, it's all an experiment but i i did go through a lot of your reviews and i saw so many people saying second bottle fourth bottle fifth bottle um and i get it it's like it's not about the first bottle it's the people that come back because it's become so important to them and when you do have I'm not going to call it problem skin but if you have rosacea acne eczema often you just want something like you said to give you some comfort and hopefully calm it down just so that you can get on with your day without beating yourself up in the mirror you know noticing something new because it's so easy in this world right now of social media to really analyze very closely, you know, what's happening with yourself. So I yeah, exactly. Reading. That's exactly. I think also I'm not, I haven't found the exact like way to do that yet, but hopefully, I mean, I already see it. There's a big movement of, you know, just show your natural skin. It's not that bad. Um, when my skin was, really terrible like everyone was using a lot of filters on instagram it was like the picture perfect yeah um uh, you know image and now there's a lot of people that are you know showing their real skin their struggles and it feels like a relief but a bit you know and and they're like oh i'm not the only one thank god uh and and especially for women you know we deal with hormonal fluctuations and um uh adult acne is like a real thing it's not just like five percent of the people that have it no it's like there was a study um in 2019 that said that i think 63 percent of 20 to 30 year olds deal with some form of acne and more than 40 percent in their 30s so, and beyond like um and beyond that's the thing yeah. i've even heard that um women in their 50s when men- the menopause kicks in things go up and down again it's just but we haven't been taught that we've been taught that acne is a teenage thing exactly if you think about it and that it's related to the myths you know about not having clean skin therefore you know you have to strip it clean and it ends up and it's embarrassing yeah Yeah. so yeah i think anyone not like it's it's no. normal actually it's yeah that. it's more normal than not you know <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> having yeah. spots is more normal than not having any spots so yeah that's why I always like to show my you know every now and then I'll post a video or a picture with like my before and after 
yeah. so that people can really and I have a full blog post on my website as well about yeah. you know kind of my acting journey what works just to be like look you know uh, I'm not afraid to show my skin uh, when it wasn't a bad state and when it was like that I I mean I felt that I, you know, couldn't leave the house. I yeah. felt so like oh, everyone is staring at me. Everyone yeah. is like, yeah, my skin is dirty. Um, but looking back on it now, I think uh, a lot of people, they don't really realize it. You know, when you pass someone in the street and they have two pimples, you're not bothered by it. No. It's, it's very much in your own head. Yeah. So I hope by normalizing it and showing those before and after pictures, people can like okay it's not too bad you know i don't need to beat Mm. myself up over Mm. it um and uh yeah you know it it will pass it's a phase it's hard though it is hard i think it's so easy to get in that downward spiral and you know for me it can stop me wanting to go on a live you know or thinking why am i wearing makeup everyone's gonna see it's it is really hard but i think you mentioned that blog post that you've got I was surprised that you shared it because you are a brand founder. You know, I think a lot of beauty brands, they can get to a certain level and it's got this layer of gloss over it. So it's certainly not very often that the founder themselves will say, look, this is this is why, because I've been through it. So yeah, definitely leave that blog post up there because it's, it's really eye-opening. Yeah, I think it's, it's- I would have loved seeing more of that when I was going through it. That would have meant so much to me. So yeah. I think um, it's important and, and to, to show also the severity. Cause I like I had cystic acne. I had small bumps. I had at some point perioral dermatitis, which is a skin rash that is so stubborn. You, it's so hard to get rid of. But um, yeah, it's, I think it's important to, to, to show those you know yeah. the, the before and the after and both sides and yeah um yeah just, just keep it real just, yeah exactly real and real. normal <laughs> yeah. okay let's fast forward what's the big dream for monday muse like what do you want well i, I i'm sure most brands would want this for their you know um, business but to to really have a global presence and global reach um and, um, yeah, I think I would love to, you know, look at retail expansion as well because we're, we're launching a third product yeah. uh, in a few months. So, um, yeah, I think we'll have a bit more of a little bit of a range for, um, for retailers. And, um, I hope to also well, globally, but, um, also to the U.S. because there's actually my second biggest customer is from the United States. Okay. So I'd love to make the whole like ordering and shipping process a bit easier for them. Cool. Um, and uh, yeah, just like, of course, everyone dreams to be in the Sephora or like, the big, <laughs> okay. big name out there. Yeah, so, you have, you have um, to put it out there. You have exactly, to put it out. <laughs> exactly. You, uh, yeah, and, 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 and why not, you know? You, I think you have to whether you like it or not, you have to try to think uh, big, you yeah. know, because otherwise you might miss something if you were too uh, too narrowed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that that would be uh, global 
world domination. Okay, I can see you in Sephora. I can already see it. Okay. Yeah, so, so last question from me. What's your advice for anyone wanting to start a beauty business right now or even just starting something? Do you know what I mean? I think it's been a really hard 18 months for all of us. So but what's your advice for anyone that wants to start right now? Um, I think you have to take your time. I think it's okay in this day and age, you know, you see people go viral and their business blows up or you have to do it quick because, you know, there's other people trying to get to market. But I really am so happy that I took um, time and it, it, it takes a process. It's a process, right, to, to, to come up with the, the brand and the visual identity and, um, yeah, give that all, like, uh, the form and, and, and shape that you want and to find the right people as well. Like you're going to find some people and you think, Oh, this is not really, uh, they don't really understand what I want. Yeah. Um, so I think that has helped me now, you know, where I am now with finding the right people, taking my time, not trying to rush too much, uh, especially in the beauty industry. It's so competitive. You have to try to find some sort of differentiation or something a little bit unique. Uh, of course, you're not going to reinvent the wheel, but um, you, yeah, you have to find your point of view and, um, um, yeah, be very clear on that. So I think it's okay to take your time to really understand where it is you want to get to and how to get there. Um, there's no, you know, there's no shame in taking your time. So. Um, and then eventually, you know, I think it's always a you thing you want to do something and actually doing it is like two different things. Yeah. So it's uh, that that little bridge, that leap of faith, you just that's when you just have to go for it and not think too much, you know, take your mm. time. And then when you are like, OK, all right, you just you just keep going. Don't stop. Don't like let the voices take. In the, in the back of your mind uh take the better of you it's so yeah. interesting because you said take your time but you still have to be decisive do you know what I mean it's like yeah. take your time but don't use that time to procrastinate because we can all do it you know it's like I've got an idea I think I was thinking about doing a podcast for a year before I even did it so I totally get what you mean like take your time but then there's going to come a point where you just have to dive in exactly yeah yeah and that and that is a scary part because it's so out of your comfort zone right it can and you don't know how it's going to be received and it's it's again it's a leap of faith but when you've made that choice and when you just go for it once you know you have you kind of know where you want things to go um then you're kind of in this um on this journey that you can't yeah. stop. So you, you keep on going anyway. But I think that little jump, uh, yeah, you have to at some point. And that's a process as well, you know, and it's, it, you have to find the confidence within yourself and believe in yourself first. 
That's the end of the audio podcast. But if you want to head to my IGTV at Beauty Me Podcast, you'll also see Loon answering a couple of questions from the audience. Thanks so much for listening. You can find me on Instagram at Beauty Me Podcast and feel free to slide into the DMs. Do please like, subscribe and review. It really helps Beauty Me be seen. 